0: Okay, we're starting nazir dav here, um, and the basic idea of a nazir is someone who's accepting the vow. Nazir is upon them. It's really Medin, midin medin midin, nadar, midin uh, where a person is, is offering something on themselves. We discussed definitely uh, different flashes of nazirs so while we learn nidarim. It's a very very interesting form of a nether because the person is saying, "I will be a nazir." That's the declaration. Those are the words that come out of their mouth by saying those words, they become a nazir, and being a nazir, you know, is also to drink wine, now it's also to become tame. Uh, Those Those sorts of things, a person can't cut their hair, eating all great products, and we'll talk about more of these things going forward. But those aren't even the words that a person says. The words that a person says are, I will be a Nazir. So you have to know exactly how that is, a nether of Nazir. You know, there's a big question in the achronim out there. Is the person really assuring himself on those things, or is a person making himself a Nazir? And then the Torah says a Nazir has those things. That's a very interesting Chakira that many, many achronim discuss. But Al-Kopanim, the Mishnah is going to jump into how it is, what language is effective to make what language is effective to make the nizirs hao and it starts off pretty much identically to that you said of the way dorm started off with which is that there's two different ways that one can make language of a Nazir even if he doesn't say it explicitly one is kinuyim and one is yadas kinuyim is slang right or equivalent terms terms that aren't the most direct way of saying it but something like saying it in a different language or saying it in a slang of a term, those are called kinuyim. And then we have the others are incomplete statements where it's clear that he's trying to make himself a nazir, but he doesn't complete the statement. And it's like there are words, there are gaps in the statement, and we have to fill it in. So the Mishnah jumps in here. Kinuyim, so kinuyim. When a person is making himself a nazir, any kinuy which he uses, we're going to learn them. The Mishnah will give us examples. Nazik, nazik, and though Those are all substitute equivalent terms for Naziris, and they therefore are a fact. <clears throat> now the Mishnah right away goes on to explain the din of um, Yadah. So Omer, hey, somebody says, I should be. He doesn't say what he wants to be, right? What do you want to be? I should be. So the Mishnah says, he's a Nazir, he's a Nazir, even, even though it's a Yad. Now the Gemara is going to try to figure out exactly, you know, how, how do you get I should be, goes to Naziris, so, you know, that's a complicated thing. It's one thing not to finish your statement, it's another thing for us to Create meaning from your statement, which isn't there, right? So we'll have to feel, see that subtlety in the end on the base today when we learn it. How you get from a hey to being a nazir b'chla. So al the Mishnah is saying, someone who says a hey, that's a yad, to become a nazir, even though they didn't use the word nazir. Oh, hey, no. Somebody says that should be na. Na means, you know, beautiful, like handsome. So what does he mean to say? It must be that he's trying to reference he's going to be handsome with his long hair. And therefore, it's his way of saying that he's going to be a Nazir. Therefore, Nazir, he is a Nazir, even though, again, it's not a complete statement. And, and furthermore, we have to see here how being handsome is necessarily a direct correlation to nazirs. So yes, maybe that's what it means with long hair. But can you, really, can you really say that with certainty from what he said? We'll have to see that in the Gemara. Now the Mishnah goes back to give examples of what Akinah is, Nazik. Pazi, naziyach, so these words are substituted for the word nazir. He's a nazir. becomes a nazir. And in the Gemara again, we'll see: is it is it that they're different languages? Are they slang? What exactly are these things? All right. Harini kaze. Let's say someone says, "I'm like this." Harini misalsa, or I'm going to be misalsa. Harini I'll be mechalka. alai para. I'm going to send, literally, like grow out the, the locks of hair. Are he's a Nazir. In all these cases, he is a Nazir. And all these cases will be explained in Naf Gimel. Where exactly, you know, what the context on the, and what exactly is being said. Hare let's say somebody said, I have to bring birds. I have to bring uh, the khiva of the birds. When a Nazir becomes a Nazir, when a Nazir does become a Nazir, here <coughs> too, the Gemara will explain it. Usually when a Nazir becomes tar, he brings three karbanos. They're not, they're not birds, but when a Nazir is Tame. And he has to bring his carbonos to restart his count. So he brings bird carbonos before he can restart. So Ramirez seems to be saying here, someone says, I'm going to bring the bird carbonos." It's, it's somehow a yad to be coming. The say it is not. So obviously many of these yados require further elaboration, which we will see in the Gemara. But right away, the Gemara just wants to start with a very technical question. What are we learning? We're in Seder Nation, Right, We're learning about all the things that pertain to women. Marriage and women. My time is in Nazar. Why are we learning Nazar? This is nothing to do, particularly with, um, with the orders of marriage and things like that. So why are we doing that? And it's a great question uh, to ask. What's interesting is that the Gemara did not ask it when we learned the Right? Is that question in the Dar? How come that question wasn't there? So that's, an, that's another interesting point. Why, why is the Gemara jumping here in Nazar and asking that question? But upon him, where, and another thing is, where should it have been? You know, it's another interesting question. If it, it shouldn't be in Nazar, it's something to do with this, and then where should it be? So perhaps it should be in Kachim. Kachim is all the Deen of Karbanos, all the different Chiyuvi Karbanos. So Nazir is one of them. Nazir is somebody who brings Karbanos. So the mark explains, Tanah the tana is going back on the Pasuk that deals with the halacha of women. Um, of the, what does the Pasuk say? It happens that a husband and, and a wife, she no longer finds favor in his eyes because matzba ervas davah. What's the issue? Adultery. Definitely concern for adultery. So that's where the puzzle goes on to speak about divorce. So if we're learning that, that's the frame of reference. <coughs> so Aratana here puts Nazar and it says, Where does the sin of adultery come from? What's the catalyst? The answer is ya'in. It's always the wine. Wine, we always blame the wine. But now we say that you know why Nazar belonged here? Because what's the effect? Anyone who sees the is being disgraced, meaning... The Sota is usually the one that we're saying that she would go up if her husband doesn't believe in her and he tests and she drinks the waters. So, if someone who experiences that, yaya, the right thing is that they should then go and hold themselves back and, and make themselves a nazir. So, basically, the idea is you should take into your eyes and perceive with your eyes in a way that will affect you for the future. So, if you're taking in the disgrace of the Sota, you shouldn't just let that go in and move on. You should, you should do something about it. You should have an impact. You, and that, that impact that it should have upon you is that you should make a Nazir. You should make a nazirus. So nazirus is basically a, a gut reaction to adultery. So therefore, it makes sense that Nazir will be in Seder nashim. That's the basic point of the Gemara. Now, there's a question, an obvious question on this, that, which is that probably sota should come first. Then. Right? That's the point, that Nazir's really reaction to sota, And actually, the Gemara... The Gemara and Sota ask that. And that, that's an interesting question. They, they, they're they, we'll see that in Mitzvah Shem by Sota, how we got to that order. It's also very interesting, again, how Nidarim becomes what we start with. And then obviously, you would say, if somebody would say, why is Nazir where it is, I would say, hey, it's just a response to Nadar. That's not the way the Gemara presents it. The Gemara wants to know why Nazir is here, its connection to Sota. And Sota, the Gemara will ask why, why the order of Nazir and Sota are flipped. And then somehow, out of that, we've got Nidarim starting us off as an introduction to all of them. So that's just some, you know, some technical issues about why Nazir is located in uh, Seder Nash. Now the Gemara notes that there's another thing that's off in the arrangement of the mission. And the Tana starts with a statement of kinuyim. it's going to tell us that kinuyim and nazirs are effective. But when it goes to illustrate it, to explain it, uh, the first thing that it illustrates are yadas, right? The partial declarations, which the Mishnah didn't even say. In other words, the the illustrations and the dinim are off. First, the Mishnah is saying, I'm telling you the din of kinuyim. It doesn't mention, I'm telling you the din of yadas. And then it goes on to say, it illustrates all the examples of yadas before it even goes back to kinuyim. So the Gemara says, First of all, we have to say that there's something as if it's missing from the text. The really, really, the way it should read is first we have to stick that into the text, that besides for the din in the law, that the equivalent terms are like Nazirs. So to Yados are like complete declarations of Nazirs. That's first of all. Then, so it's, it's as if it said both of those din. Then when it goes to illustrate, it illustrates the second and first failure. And oh my, hey, I raise another. Someone who says, hey, would be nazir. So once we revise the text, it is the Din of Yadus is there in the Mishnah. So now when we go and illustrate it, it's not like we're illustrating something out of the blue. We're illustrating the second Din, which was taught, which is Yadus. But still the Gemara says that's, a, that, that's not good enough, because when you're arranging it, you said the Din 1 is Kinyim, the Din 2 is Yadus. So now if you're going to illustrate, wouldn't you illustrate Din one first? We should have explained kinuyim first, we mentioned kinuyim first, so even if you're saying this to and then it says yados, but then go illustrate kinuyim first, don't go illustrate yados first, so the Kumar says that sometimes that's a style of a Mishnah. The most recently mentioned thing, that's the thing that you'll explain first, so meaning if you say two dinam, Din A and Din B, and then you go to illustrate them, you sometimes will illustrate, illustrate Din B before Din A, because it was mentioned second, but it's more recent. Where do we see this style? So we give three examples because it's not about Memalik, and about Memalik. In the, the second of, of Shabbos, the Mishnah say, with what do we light? What type of materials can you use for Shabbos on Shabbos and what type of things can you not, right? Because you have to be careful not to light with things that don't light well because you might be tempted to adjust them on Shabbos. So then what does it say? So you, some things you light, some things you don't light. Which ones does it illustrate? Memalik in Barisha goes on and says, don't light with this, don't light with that. So, So we see a style that it says din A and din B, and then it illustrates din B first. Another example of a med-tomenin with insulating hot foods on, fr- hot foods on Friday. we want them to stay hot on Chavez, so there's a problem if you're tomenin with something which is most of Hebel, which doesn't just retain the heat but adds heat, something like, you know, a hot coal. So you can't do that. So the Mishnah goes through all sorts of materials, with what are we tommening, with what are we not tommening. And then it says, We explain what the materials that we don't insulate with, those things come first. A third thing, In the Mishnahs and Shabbos, we talk about things that are bottled to the gulf of a person, ornaments, that a woman could go out with, and things that are not bottled to her gift, the things that she cannot go outside with on Shabbos. So it says, what can she go out with and what can can she not go out with? And then we illustrate it. We explain the things that a woman cannot go out with first. So those are three Mishnayas, where it's Din A, Din B, but then the illustration is that we explain first Din B before going back to Din A. So that's the style of Mishnayas. So once I see that's the style of the Mishnayas, that's what's taking place here as well. We have Kinuyim, and we have Yados, then we explain Yados, and then we go back and explain Kenuyam. For acting but we see many times that that is not the style. It says in the Mishnah, the parak before that, the fifth parak in Shabbos, when it talks about things that the animals can go out with, and things that the animals cannot go out with. Meaning, not only can you not do malacha, but you can't have your animal do malacha. So when the animal is going out. You want to know what things are they going out with which are buttled to their goof, and therefore it's not that the animal is carrying and What things can they not go out with because they're not buttled to the goof in their saucer? So what, what, what type of things can the animals wear and what type of things can they not? When Mephari Shiyot's a gumbo the Mishnah goes back and illustrates the first thing first. It says what the camel can go out with. <coughs> it speaks about the nose rings and things that to the to the, to, 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 to the rope. But bottom line is it's illustrating the first thing first. Another example: Yesh nochelu manchilin. There are those who are nochelu who inherit manchilin, who bequeath, who give over Yerusha nochelu manchilin. are those who inherit but do not bequeath manchilin. There are those who bequeath but don't inherit. Low nochelu manchilin. And fourth category: people who don't do either. So a whole Mishnah here in Baba Batra that speaks about. The four different categories regarding Yerusha, and which one do we illustrate first? The first one we explain is, the which is the first one. So those are two examples that contradict the style that we just quoted, we'll explain here actually the opposite, that we go and we explain the first thing first. So now our question comes back, how do you know? So the Umar tells us, you're right, that's just the way it is. Sometimes it's this way, sometimes it's that way. We don't have a particular one style that the Tana has. Both ways are valid. And the mar tries to give us a certain framework that we can understand that it's not just random which one it is. So, again, basically what happened was we had three Mishnai's where the second question was first answered, and then we had two Mishnai's where the first thing was addressed first. So, we explained as follows. And the first three Mishnai's, Yeshua ben the Isser is on a person himself, just to give an example. What can you be told me with? What can you light with? Right? Those are things that are. Personally relevant to you, what can a per- woman go out with on Shabbos? There, it's a pers- It's an uh, it's a, it's applying to the person themselves. It's a, you're saying this is also for me to do. Therefore, it makes sense to say, but to, to say. Um, to, 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 to discuss what is mutter and what is asr. So a person takes it, you know, like, like like seriously. What can you go out with and what can you not go out with? So I'll explain what you cannot go out with first because a person takes that very seriously. It's chamar to a person. A person understands, I cannot do this. So if it says, what can I go out with and what can I not go out with? It will say what I cannot go out with first because people, the style, when you're teaching it, that's what you want to hear. You want to hear what I can't because people are connecting to the ISR that applies to themselves first. Now, let's say we are talking about an animal. What can your animal go out with? What can your animal not go out with? You don't want to hear what your animal cannot go out with because in general, that iser is less severe to you because you're not doing this in. you're just supposed to make sure that your animal's not caring, but you're not doing it. It's only coming through the animal, but it tells you what is Mutter first. So it's very interesting. Ammar is speaking to the psychology and the way that the Dinam go into people. When it's something that applies to you, so then you treat it more severely than when it's something that comes about through your animal. In both cases, God's talking to you. God's not talking to the animal, He's talking to you. He's trying to say, You shouldn't have your animal work for you on Shabbos. But. If it's coming through the animal, then I'm not gonna treat it as severely. If it's coming through me, I'm gonna treat it more severely. So therefore, when it's about me, which one are we gonna explain what I shouldn't do first? Because I'll treat that with more respect. But when I'm dealing with the animal, just the opposite. I'm gonna be dealing with more respect to what I could do. And therefore, we're gonna say what the animal could go out with first to the Beis. We have the same, uh, similar thing with the inheritance. The reason the structure was, we went back to the first thing, we talk about the basic law before the exceptions. There, you know, the normal laws, all the other three categories are exceptions. So therefore, we're going to explain the, the norm before we move on to the exceptions. So very good. So once we establish there's different styles, different patterns, but it's not arbitrary, it's not random. There's always a reason for it. So now, when we get back to our mission, we can't just say, it's a style. We still have to explain why we didn't say kinuyim first. Tom, you have kinuyim, and then you have Yados, and we're explaining Yados first. And if anything, we should say, kinuyim are more of a basic law than Yados. Yados are a greater novelty. So you would think that kinuyim should be first, because it should be more of a basic law that was introduced that should therefore be explained, be explained first. And again, the Tana doesn't do that. It does Kinuyim, it does Yados. Then we illustrate Yados, then we go back to Kinuyim. So the more answers. "Elah, rather. What is the real reason why Yados are illustrated first? Yados hova asalimi drasha. yados are not very interesting. Yados need a drasha. As we expounded, it's from a Pasuk. We learned about this in the dharm. It says Kiaafli Lindar Neder. Nazir So it's an extra word. <coughs> Either Lahzer or Linder. One of the two we spoke in the Gemara is extra. So, since it comes from a Jerashah, it's not intuitive. It's not an obvious halacha, chavivinle. It's like it's precious to the Tanah, it's greater value. Something that is more novel that comes from a Pasuk is greater to the Tana, and therefore we want to deal with it first. So, right? right? Kinuyim is just intuitive. What's the difference of what language I say it in? But Yadus, which goes at Jrasha, it's to the Tana, therefore it illustrates it first. Fracting the Khmarv lift up on Parasha. So then open with that first. How come it should say and then illustrate Yadus? In other words, your whole point is that you're illustrating Yadus first because they're greater novelty. All right, I can understand that. But then when you're but then when you're presenting the dinam in the beginning, you should have opened with Yadus. It says the Gummar, no, Tanaki Baker Karbon. When you first start, you speak, you speak with a simple thing. You don't you start with something which is more novel. You start simple. You start slow. But when you go to explain, we're going to say Yadus first because those are more Chaviv to him. So after all, is said and done. We do kinuyam and Yadus in the presentation of Halacha. Because kinuyam is basic, yadus are come from apostles. So therefore they come second. When you explain it, you explain the thing that's Chaviv, the thing that came from the trasha. you're going to put... <coughs> you're going to you're going to illustrate first. Okay, weiter. <coughs> when somebody says the lashon of aheh, this is an illustration of the din yados. So the din is they become a nazer. I will be is short for I will be a nazer. For acting tomorrow, maybe it means it will be in a fast day. How do we know it means a nazir? Maybe it means the commitment to be a fast as long as you do it in his ears. And the question that the Gemara is therefore saying, it Pashtas, is that it's not, it's Baclal, it's not a Yad. In other words, it shouldn't, excuse me, it shouldn't only be that, you know, oh, it's a suffix if he's, a, if he's now a Nazir or he's fasting. If you can't tell from the language, then it's nothing, right? So why is there any impact when he says hey, that we say he becomes a Nazir? If you can't tell from the language that he's saying whether he's trying to make himself Fast committing to a fast, they're making himself another, so you don't see anything, so nothing should be binding. Over the, of. the Mishra was talking about a case where the Nazar was passing in front of him when he said. So since there are circumstances surrounding the language, there's a Nazar passing in front of him when he says, I should be, we, it's clear that we just assume that he's connecting his language to that circumstance. And therefore, that's why we assume he's a full-fledged uh, Nazar. And again, the biggest side when you're learning these things is that asking the person doesn't help. When a person's basic language has to be in language, the Das, Shabaleva Dvar, to become a Nazir, it has to come out in the words. So therefore, it's important that we see it up in the words, not because he was able to explain it. There will be something that might conflict this in a moment, but that's the basic idea. That has to be in the language. So we're saying it's in the language because the Nazir is there. So that's, if it's hidden in his heart, that not, that's not, that's not the of But if it's if But if it's through his language that you see it connecting to the circumstance of when the Nazir is passing in front of him, so then it's very clear he's a full-fledged Nazir because of that. Now, this takes us back to, a, now, a Sukya that we learned in Idarum Dafay. We learned in Idarum Dafay, a question of a Yad sheino Muchach. What does that mean? I could have a partial statement where it's absolutely clear, it's, there's no ambiguity in terms of what the meaning is. That's a Yad HaMuchach. Now we know, again, even though you didn't say it, you need a pasuk for that because you didn't actually say it. But it's Muchach, that's, that's the intent of the person and that's a Yad. That's a general Yad. But then there's a category of Yadayim sheino Muchichos, where it probably is what he means, and it's important. It definitely is a yad, but it's not, it's not beyond a trace of a doubt, right? It's, it's not compelling. It's not compelling that that's the meaning. So there, the shayla is, is that a yad or, or is it not a yad? So we learned in the and HaZadar, that there's a big machlik, a by rava, all of it. was a big, big thing. Remember, we compared it to case of a get, where a guy writes a get to his wife, and he doesn't say specifically that he's divorcing her. With the get, is it good, is it not good? It's a question in general use of language. Is language effective only when, it's un, when, when there's no amb, ambiguity? Or do I say no? If that's the postures and the meaning, so then the language is effective. A general Shiloh. So the Gemara now goes back to our Shaka attire. What happened? Our Mishnah said, someone who said, hey, he should be a Nazir, he is a Nazir, right? Even though he didn't say Nazir, he just said, hey. The Gemara said, maybe he means a fast. Shmuel explained, no, the case was the Nazir was passing in front of him. So the Gemara asks, Maybe from Shmuel's answer, you know what you see. He holds that a person says uh, a partial language, which is which is ambiguous. Right? It's not compelling specifically that one meaning. So you see, it's not valid. Why? Because if Shmuel would hold that that is Yadaim, so then a hey should be a Yad she'in Mukiyach, even without the Nazar passing by, it should be valid. And it sounds like what the Gemara holds right now is that. Aheh is a yad sheinu mechiyach l- to be a nazir. Why? Why, why, why? In other words, basically, what I'm saying is, why is it a yad sheinu mechiyach l- a Why isn't it just not a yad at all? We can't tell what he means. He could just as openly mean fasting. So the Rishonim explain that the pashtas of Ahe is that he means to be a nazir, not fast. Why? For one of two reasons. First of all, aheh is mashma, an immediate effect, and if you're fasting, your fast only starts tomorrow, not now. So a uh, is hey is posturous mashma naziris. Number two, a uh, hey is mashman a transformative effect upon you. Not just I'm going not to eat. The idea is a uh, hey is transformative. I am different. It's a chalois on his gulf. It's a real change. So that's posturous mashma naziris, not fasting. So therefore, even without the whole are passing in front of him business, it should at least be a yad. Maybe it's, maybe it's ambiguous. Maybe it's not, it's not compelling that, that, that he means naziris. But it should at least be a yad che'inu that he means Nizirus when he when he says the word hey, So why did Shmuel have to answer that? The Nazir was passing in front of him. Why don't we just say that itself that he said hey it could be Naziris? So from the implicate that we're making an implication for the fact that Shmuel didn't say that. For the fact that Shmuel rather said the case was the Nazar passing in front of him, it must be Shmuel. Oh, the Yasher is not a Yad. So the Gemara says, no, Amri. Because Nazar over the fun of the Nazar passing in front of him, you can't tell. You can't wonder. Maybe it means something else. There's no confusion there. There's no ambiguity. For sure, for sure, we assume. Um, for sure, we assume that he means in tears. But if the Nazar is not there and he says, "Hey, I'm in mean, the baby we say he means I might be fast. So this is a classic example where learning the language of Nazir is very hard. Because what exactly does the Gemara just answer? The Gemara, like, really, you know, I mean, not to make too, 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 too much of a pun here, but the, the irony here here is, is that the Gemara's Lashon is really not Muchach in terms of what the intent is. The Gemara just says, when the Nazir is in front of him, you can't confuse it. When the Nazir is not there, he could be saying, I'll be, be fasting. Okay, very good. But what was our question? Our question was, is that it's L'chayra, yachinu Muchach. Even without the nazir passing in front of him, it's still pashas that he means nazir. So what's the Gemara's answer? Right, so the explains what the Gemara is saying is that no, that it's not even a yad that, that It's not pashat, it's a yad shayinu muhach, without the nazir passing in front of him, that probably he means zeros. And he just, oh, it's possible. It's, it's, not, it's not compelling. It's possible that he means to, to fast. Without the nazir there at all, you don't see anything. That's the point of the Gemara. Really, Yad muchach is a Yad. But the point of the Gemara answering is that when the Nazar is not there, it's, not, it's, not, it's nothing. It's like 50-50. It's not, it's not even a Yad muchach. Therefore, that's why Shmuel had to say we're talking about a case that the Nazar was passing in front of him. The Gemara is still asked, though, a up question here, even though the case is that the Nazir passes in front of him. And he is saying hey, clearly connecting himself to that nazir. But fortune, Maybe he doesn't mean to make himself a nazir. He just means that he's going to supply the carbonos for that nazir at the end of the term nazir. So you have to bring a carbon. So maybe what the guy is saying is hey, I'll be responsible for his carbonos. So so basically, what the Kumar is asking now is that even though he's saying I'm going to be a nazir, maybe he means not I'll be a nazir personally, but maybe what he's saying is I will supply the animals necessary to that passing by Nazir for his thing. So the Kamara says, the Kalmar Believo, you're right, that's a good question, but we have to be speaking about a case where he says afterwards that he had in mind to be a Nazir himself. Meaning, you're right, it's has first of all the Nazir was passing by, that's how we know it means Nazirus, And he has to later explain to us that he meant it as a partial accepting of Nazirus, whereas he didn't, if he didn't say that, then you could just say that he, uh, that he meant that he meant deposit from the Karbanos. Now, the obvious problem here, which you have to address, is that once you're saying he's going to explain it to you later, so then just drop the whole Nazar passing in front of him and just say that he explained it. Elamai, what are you going to say? Because that's where i to believe. <coughs> so then the question comes, so then if that's where I'm to believe and that can't work, so one, the Nazar is passing in front of him, but if there's still a possibility that it means, the potter's is garbano, so how does he be speaking saying afterwards? How does afterwards clarifying what he means now? So that I'm going to explain here what's going on is that there's like a certain Madrigas. When the language, you don't know what it's referring to, it could be Nazir. It could be his fasting. You don't know what the language is trying to do. So, there, if he would explain it to you afterwards, that wouldn't be effective. That would be Dvarm AAA. But where clearly he means Nazir is because the Nazir is passing in front of him. The shail is which aspect of Nazir's does he mean? Does he mean a personal Kabbalah's Nazir's? Or does he mean to bring in the Kabbalah's for, for, for the person? So, you're trying to figure out the peerish of what his words are. You're not trying to figure out what he's saying, you're trying to understand the explanation of what he's saying. We know you're saying that you have Nazir's, but in what form? That's the question. So there, <coughs> there we say that when he says it afterwards in his mind, that, that he tells us what the intent is. Then it's effective. Says the Gemara If that's the case, what are we saying that the Nazir passed in front of him and he made it clear afterwards his intent was in Ziras Maim What's the Chiddush then? <laughs> Someone who said "Hey, with the Nazir passing by and he said it means I want to adopt in Ziras. So what's the Chiddush? the made him You may have thought that you need the mouth and the thought to be together. Kamash Malan, that there are certain certain times where the explanation inside his heart can clarify what he's saying. So there is a din of people, when you make a nether, you have to have the mind working together in sync with the mouth. The mouth has to be able to express clearly what what the thoughts are. So here, maybe you don't have that because from the words themselves, you don't know what he means, whether he's accepting his ears or... He just means the carbonus We don't know. You need it for the laves. I would say that's felt in the dinner people of Malan, that, that, that 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 still is effective. All right. Then we look at the next case. I hate, I'm a, I hate, no. Somebody said, "I'll be handsome." We said, "That's a yad." He's a nazir. If more, Maybe it means I accept to do mitzvahs. and and doing mitzvahs, is, it makes a person beautiful. Katanus like as as not the fan means I'll beautiful myself before I sham and do mitzos. As Alfana Sokana Lula of Not Sitz is not for severe tarah, I're gonna be sure i already saved. That's nice and rapid and beautiful. Silks around the Savitara. So Bakitza we're saying that maybe I'll be handsome means I'll do mitzvahs in the right way. How do we know Bakal that he's referring to in his ears? So the Gemara says, "Amar The case is he was holding his hair. For Amr and Al be handsome. So if he's holding his hair, clearly he's referring to his ears and not just mitzvahs in general. So that's a you know, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty simple point here. Again, based upon the context, we're able to, to explain the the, the statement. So as the Gemara, new question: Is It's a sin. It's is called handsome, meaning the beauty is off from the concept. We always referred in his ears as a sin. We're going to see where this comes from, right? We say Hashem is matter wine these things, and you're answering yourself from them, like why is that? So the Gemara's question is that if it's considered a sin, then how does it tolerate the language of beauty? So the Gemara tells us in Aleph, in it could be beautiful, that a Nazar is a sinner. That's his opinion, that he needs atonement. Part of the Kabbalahs are atoning for doing it. That's only for a Nazar who subsequently became Tameh. And it took him a long time to, to fulfill it. I did to buy the mystery. He has to forfeit all the days of Naziris. Go back in the count to day one. The first days are forfeited because he became Tommy. There it's a sin. Hasan who became Tommy. That guy's a sinner. It takes him so long to do it. So he might come to violate his Naziris. So it takes you so long to get the job done. We're scared you're going you're gonna to fail, and violent is here. So, Nazir never became Tameh, he's not called a sinner. So, therefore, it could be, it is handsome, it could be, there is a beauty in being a Nazir, and that's what the mission is referring to with its idea that it's beautiful uh, for the person to make his long hair, uh, to make his hair long, and it's a beautiful thing to make himself a Nazir.